Welcome everybody to the Rap Chats podcast. Special guest today, Tiana Coker. How you doing, Tiana? I'm good, Josh. Thanks for having me. <laughs> uh, of course. I'm, I'm glad we finally got to do this. We were talking for a little bit and I had a COVID scare and I was freaking out a little bit. So, you know, life just gets in the way sometimes. But, uh, but I'm glad we can do it now. What have you, so what have you been up to, you know, during lockdown, quarantine? Before I get into that, can I just say how, thank you for saying my name correctly. Of course, yeah. I had to look it up. I'm not going to lie. I had to look it up. Everybody gets it wrong. People say kosher or kosher, but it's, but you said it right. So thank yeah. you. Um, uh, okay. Well, quarantine. Um, I haven't been able to create, surprisingly. Yeah. I am the kind of person that thrives off of being in a creative space and being with creatives and being with my friends and being able to create that way. Um, I'm not saying that I can't write by, my, by myself, which I can, but not being able to see my friends for a long time and not being able to be around creatives definitely has kind of been detrimental to my creative process. So I haven't been creating because I've been with family this entire time. Um, I'm so bored that I started school again. Oh, so. there you go. That's good though. So yeah, I guess, I guess, but that's how bored you are. Like for someone to get me to study means I'm really bored. Yeah, yeah means you got nothing going on I hear you trust yeah. me I get it does it like so you said you had a hard time creating did music start to feel like a job at all during these past like few months because I know sometimes you can really stress yourself to to get something down on paper at least um so did it feel like a job to you did it feel like a chore at all a little bit it felt like it was something that I was like oh I I have to make sure that I write something today or else I'm really gonna have like severe writer's block which I ended up not doing because I just really am having severe writer's block like I'm the type of person that likes to write from experience and I haven't exactly been experiencing anything like I can't write about what my nephew is doing because he's seven and all he does is play with lego yeah you yeah. know absolutely it's like, um, it's like um, I hear that from a bunch of people. I need to be outside. I need to experience things to be able to to create something. And you're right. Without like, it's what has it been? Ten months now. We've been doing nothing. It's tough. Yeah, no, I definitely understand. But you did drop um, in September a song with Sage Dem and I. How did that come about? How did you guys link up? Was it like a label thing? How did that go? So it was the producer of the track that brought us together at that time. I we didn't record it at the same time because I was still living in the UK and then I moved finally to LA that summer and then we did the music video um but when he recorded his verse I had no idea that it had been done so I went into the studio thinking that I was just gonna you know write something and then record it but then they played the track and I was like wait who's this and then they were like oh it's Sage and I was like oh okay cool they didn't quite like say like what it was for so I was just like okay so like let's start like let's hear the beat and then they were like oh but this is it this is it and I was like oh okay so we're writing to this so it was cool it was like a lot of like behind the scenes stuff that was going on so I just kind of went into it just super surprised but I'm really happy that you know the producer was able to bring us together um because Sage you know has just kind of become like my industry brother like my big bro like he's become family like my mom has his number and they text yeah that's cool that's good 
So like when you go into a studio like that, you said you started writing once you heard the beat. Is that usually what you do or, or, or do you like to usually have something down and then go into a session and then hear the beat and put it all together? I like hearing the beat and then writing something over it. So usually what I do is I hear the beat, I hear it a couple times and then I go into the booth and just kind of like hum or sing like gibberish, like a melody. And then I'll pick and choose what I like, what I think would go good as a chorus, what I think would go good as a verse or the pre-hook and all that. And then I'll replace it with lyrics. Yeah. So okay. that's kind of my creative process. And so far, everybody that I've worked with in terms of writers and producers, that's also kind of their creative process. Yeah. So I haven't really met anybody that's a lyrics first kind of person. Yeah. And do you usually, like, is it usually you're, you guys are in the studio together or is it I'll send a verse, you send a verse? Because sometimes, you know, you get a different chemistry, obviously, when you're in a studio together um, than separate places. Fortunately, every project that I've worked on, everybody's been in the studio at the same time. Like I haven't had to ever bounce ideas off of someone virtually, but I feel like the time is coming soon just because this pandemic looks like it's not going to be ending anytime soon where I have to just force myself to actually come up with something um, virtually, but everything has been in person so far. Okay, that's cool. Do you, do you prefer that? You know, you said you like that, but do you really prefer it together? Or sometimes can you not be bothered? I do prefer it because what I like about being together is just a spontaneity of things. Like you can literally see it in someone's like face and like their expressions when like an idea comes up. And I think that's always so fun because you just see their face light up and then you, you just want to bounce off of that. And then like, there's just so much energy in the room that you just like end up creating something like really good and really quick. So I, I do prefer it. Yeah, that's cool. So I want to go back. You said uh, talking about UK and then you finally came to LA. Two different places. What's the biggest difference for you? Um, the biggest difference for me, I have to say it's the people. I mean, my dad is from Carlsbad, which is like San Diego, which isn't that far from LA. So growing up, I, you know, we'd visit LA basically every summer. So it wasn't brand new territory to me, but the UK was completely brand new. And where I was, at least, they hated Americans. Oh, all right. <laughs> And I was the only American in my class. So I was just kind of like, I, I went to school for musical theater. So I was kind of like stereotyped in a sense that if there was always like the dumb blonde role or the ditzy role, they'd always give it to me. That Apparently that made sense. Yeah. Um, but it's definitely the people, I find the people to be very different. I find um, English people to be very blunt okay. and direct. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, you definitely don't get that out here, I would say. Um, nope. Also, I mean, the, the connections out here, I guess, are just limitless. So, and, you know, moving forward with that, you opened up for ASAP Rocky, wicked cool. He's one of my favorites. How did that come, come like together? Did he reach out to you or did someone reach out to you on behalf of him? How did that work out? So it was the venue that actually reached out to me. Um, so I opened up for ASAP Rocky in Manila mm -hmm. and that's where I was born. I was born and raised in Manila. So I, I knew the venue owner and they were looking for a female mm -hmm. to open up for him. So I was like, 
hey, <laughs> sure, I'll do it. I'll do it. Yeah. But yeah, it was really fun. Um, he ended up at, after asking me if I wanted to do um, I think the soul in Korea, the soul show in Korea, and I think he had one in Bali, but I couldn't because I had prior commitments already. But I thought that was really cool. He's a really nice guy, yeah. super cool guy. Seems like a cool guy. Everyone kind of gets along with Rocky and his relationship yeah. with Tyler, the creator. It's hysterical. Um, so that's pretty funny. But uh, yeah, so that's really cool. I mean, you open up with him. You have a music video with Rob Schneider, Marlon Wayans. That's definitely the one that gets me the most. You don't really see them too involved with music all the time. Um, how did that come together? I have no idea how that could happen. You know what? I, I had no idea either because... Um, I you've seen the music video obviously it's like very like 80s themed and so I originally when I was um working with the directors of that um music video I was like hey do you think we can get any of like the OG saved by the bell characters and so we wanted like really like 80s like super 80s like big in the 80s but then we couldn't reach any of them so I was thinking like dang like who who do I like love that's a comedian that I used to like watch all the time. And I was like, okay, well, I love, I love White Chick. That's like one of my favorite movies. So the directors were able to reach um, Marlon and his team. And then at that time we were still looking for one more person. And I always like including um, like nuggets or like hidden Mickeys or like Easter eggs or you could say as to where I'm from. And they, originally wanted have you seen shark boy and lava girl of course yeah, i'm sure okay so you know mr electricidad yes they initially had his contact to be rob schneider's character but i was like um how about we get rob schneider because i wanted like a little bit of like filipino heritage in the music video and so they're like actually this is a really good idea and so they were able to contact him and so both incredible guys like Rob was even you know talking to me in Filipino which which I thought was really cool because I didn't even know that he knew any Filipino so I thought that was really cool but that's how it happened you know the directors hooked it up but initially it was supposed to be like a super like saved by the bell type thing that would have been pretty cool it would have been been really cool (laughs) that's cool though I I, you're right I love the theme of that um totally kind of like brought it back and like for people our age, we're not like from exactly that time. So right. cool to see you like tap in with some of the older heads. Yeah, I wanted to like educate the young, you know, because yeah. I, people say I, like I'm an old soul, which I totally get because like I love, I listen to like old music and I love like all like vintage stuff and stuff like that. But I I always want to pay like homage to the people that I think have set like industry standards. Yeah, no, I makes perfect sense you you said you listen to old artists who are like who are some of your influences um of um, among the older generation oh I grew up listening to a lot of 90s and early 2000s R&B so I like to say that anybody that has like one name so Aaliyah Brandy Monica Tamia you know people people like that um I grew up listening to them but I also grew up listening to JoJo. Okay, yeah. I love JoJo and I love Kehlani and like Kiana Day and like a Georgia Smith, you know, people like that. 
Yeah, no. So the early 2000s, um, just your opinion. Did you hear uh, Tory Lanez's Chick Tape 5 album? And you know what? That? that is one of my favorite projects I love ever. I love and that. if you look at like any articles that are out that interviewed me and they ask like what my top five projects are, that's always there. Oh, but yeah. you know how now he's like kind of canceled and I'm like, yeah, oh, it's, tough. Yeah, it's, no. it's tough, but like, it's so good. Like the one he has with T-Pain and the one he has with Maya, those are my two favorite ones. The T, uh, yeah, I don't know the T-Pain one's name, but that one's crazy. I'm always playing that one. Um, so because he is like in this negative light, are you able to separate the artist from the act? Because you see artists like Michael Jackson, R. Kelly, um, the list goes on and on. Are you able to separate the art from the person or is it all in one for you? Because I know it's tough to make that distinction sometimes. It is. It's hard. I, I'm kind of selective when it comes to stuff like that. Like I, I love Chris Brown. I'll listen to Chris Brown and I'll, I will tell people that I love Chris Brown. And I like, I, I watched his concert. I went to his concert in Staples and I was like, just fully amazed. I was like, this guy is literally going to be the next Michael Jackson. Like, and you, like people can like shit on me for saying that, but his energy and his like dancing and his singing, like, I think it, eventually we'll all match up to that but I think what gets me with Tori is how people react to situations like if people seem apologetic like if they feel if I feel like they're actually doing something about it then I can you know I can understand and still listen to yeah yeah and, and his response was very unique I would say I haven't heard an album talking about a situation like that before that was pretty exactly I give, him, exactly. I give him credit for telling his story but maybe it wasn't the best way to uh to go about it he, yeah he was doing those lives all summer long could have done that one but uh but yeah right right so, so you mentioned all those influences now you do have a new project coming up do we hear those influences with you? Do, do we hear the early early 2000s, late 90s R&B in there? What can we expect from your new project? I I do think that you hear just because of the people that I've worked with. Um, two producers that I worked with, well, I worked with three, but two of them, Lainey Stewart and Rockstar veterans and also writers. I worked with India Sean, Preston Harris and Kelly Price. Kelly did um, Deja Vu for Beyonce. So there's very heavy R&B influences, but I still wanted to make it a little bit current just because, you know, obviously I want this music to grow with me. Um, but I think especially when it comes to the writing and just the way that I created the melodies and like the harmonies and, you know, just all the layers of like my actual voice is very influenced by the 90s and 2000s, but the beat is definitely more current. Cool. Well, that you know that sounds like it'll be you know like a nice blend um are there any other like um artists that are going to be featuring with you is it just a solo album yeah it's just me so far just because i feel like i already released like two songs with a feature this year so i i just wanted to like have this project to just be me and like see how it does um but i do have um features done already that's coming out next year all right cool we, um, yeah, we see people all the time. It kind of, 
with early projects, they get flooded with like these industry features, like even Drake's first album had like a bunch of kind of felt like random people and they're not really happy with it. Um, was that something that kind of you wanted to stay away from was just flooding your projects with features? Yeah, yeah, because I also don't want to like ride on anyone's tail yeah, to get absolutely. to get somewhere, you know? I understand that. You want to be, you know, self-made. That's good. I like absolutely. that. You, um, so you linked up with TikTok uh, earlier this year as part of a, uh, to raise money, you know, for COVID-19 relief. How did that come about? They're one of the most massive social media companies out there. Um, how did that come about? You know, what really motivated you to do that? I mean, I was really motivated just because like I wasn't doing anything with my life. So <laughs> I was like, hey, what can we do at home that'll you know help out the world so um my team and i were able to get together with tiktok and the red cross and create like a dance challenge and like have have winners every day and then yeah it was just really like a spur of the moment thing like we figured at the time like this would never happen again yeah which is true like after this pandemic like it's it'll be a while before the next one it'll be a while hopefully but yeah I mean I do wish that I could have probably done it a couple months after had I known that the pandemic was gonna be this long but um it was definitely like a spur of the moment kind of thing like I feel like this is now or never if we do this and it worked so so did your management like reach out to them did they find you and say we like this yeah, because I, I didn't really have, like, a TikTok presence. I mean, I still don't. I have, like, 12,000 followers. I'm not, like, <laughs> more than a me. TikToker. Because, just because, like, I don't know what to post on TikTok. Like, there's, like, so many things you can do. And I'm, like, I just don't know what to do. So it was really my management that, you know, kind of put it all together. And I was, like, well, I, not everybody can sing. But I feel like some people will be able to pick up, like, a dance that's yeah, pretty yeah. simple. So we were just like, okay, let's come up with a dance. Um, and so, yeah, that's just kind of how it happened. And I mean, that was used, you know, the, their number was it was like used over 11 million times, um, that hashtag. That's pretty cool. I mean, yeah. as much as it is like amazing to help out and, and really use your voice, it's a great marketing tool as well. You know oh, I mean? it's 10 out of 10 marketing. Absolutely. It's so easy yeah. for songs to go viral on TikTok. Yeah. I mean, all it takes is one video and then everyone starts using it. Exactly. Yeah. Completely free. That was, that's like a no brainer. These, um, you see like a lot of, you know, artists and like these like hip hop and like pop pages that like make you pay, right. To like get posted on there. Like, how do you feel about that? It's like paying for publicity or like pay for play. How do you feel about that kind of stuff? I have done a couple of those and a couple pay to play performances um but I re I kind of stopped doing that just because I realized that these people just have a general kind of audience when someone that's independent you'd want to target your niche yes first so I yeah I kind of stopped yeah you kind of want to build that cult following before you do anything else do you Do you see that as like an avenue someone would have to go down? Like, say I want to be the next big singer. Do I have to get started like that? Or can I still do it sending links to people? Can I still get it done that way? 
I think you can just get it done like just by like DMing a bunch of people be like hey like I, I see that you like this you might like me you know stuff like that just I like going by the statement you have to conquer like the little stages to get to the big stages and I I live by that like I know I'm not probably gonna be walking the Grammy red carpet next year and like I'm completely okay with that but I I do think you know if you find your niche there's something about growing with that niche and you know then people from like other markets or other fan bases see that hey like people are kind of liking this and people always hop on the trend yeah yeah you're right and then that's how you grow yeah I, I saw um Drake late last year he talked about the uh the who are you moment that moment where people are like, who is this? Who is this? And trying to hold on to that. And you're right. Like if you have a thousand fans that really, really support you, sometimes it's better than a hundred thousand fans that, you know, aren't a hundred percent in there. And, you know, they tell their friends and really try to hold on to that core group. Like you mentioned, we, um, yeah, I, I absolutely agree with that. Unfortunately, it's, I think it's a lot of people that, you know, find these links on Instagram. Hey, add your playlist, add your song to a Spotify playlist. For like a hundred dollars or something and they unfortunately you know get nothing from it you know? yeah because you know these playlists are like the most random songs like all you have to do is get paid and you'll get on it so like yeah. you could be listening to hip-hop and then the next song could be like folk and like country music it doesn't exactly really people are not gonna like that i mean i listen to all kinds of music don't get me wrong yeah. but if a list like someone that isn't expecting it is listening to that they're probably going to exit the playlist yeah exactly they won't like it and now they don't like you exactly yeah so, all right so what's your least favorite genre you said i listen to almost everything what do you not like what can you not listen to at all okay i honestly listen to everything like if you went on my phone and hit shuffle you could be listening to like musical theater and then trap and then rock but if there's one thing that i really really just probably wouldn't spend money on for like a concert you probably wouldn't see me in like a heavy metal concert <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 for sure I couldn't see you in a heavy you metal. probably won't but there's a big chance you could see me watching an opera like I like that but heavy metal probably not so scary it's just too scary for me yeah I'm just like I'm not like I feel people like, like it but I just personally I don't. Not yeah. So, so you're from Philippines, you go to school in UK, you come to LA, kind of a wild journey. Someone that's in your shoes, or that's in your shoes seven years ago in your life. What's your advice to them? They're, they're afraid to take that next step. I don't know if that's for me. Can you give any advice to them? I grew up like an athlete, like a super athlete. I, I wanted to like play D1 soccer and or, or softball. And then I got injured. Okay. I tore my calf muscle and I, I'm like a firm believer that everything happens for a reason. Like I like fully, like I could fall, like I could trip and I could be like, I was meant to fall. Like I'm seriously like a firm believer that, yeah. So I... If I was to like kind of like talk to my younger self, because I was also bullied out of high school, like all my best friends ganged up on me and I had to leave and I got really, really like depressed like, that I lost all my friends at once. 
if I was to tell, you know, me in high school, I literally would just say like, you have like no idea like where you're going to be in like four years time. So this is fine. You can lose all these friends because you're going to find better ones. So like, do you see someone that you like that reminds you of yourself, like coming up, do you see someone, oh, that person's really, really dope, like a younger artist, anyone like that? I don't know if they're younger than me, but, um, or maybe not as well known. Um, well, I have like a bunch of friends that I feel like should have like definitely way more clout. Um, my friend Maddie, she's an alternative R&B artist. She's incredible. My friend um, Antigone, she's incredible. And I follow them all. So you can literally just type their names on my followers. Um, my friend Stella, she's also incredible. Stella Cole. So there's there's definitely a lot of independent female artists that I feel like should be getting the recognition and I actually even during this quarantine I started like an Instagram group chat and there's 30 independent female artists on it and we all basically just like support each other and just share each other's music just because it's so important now for artists to like have support just because like there's no like way for us to make money right now You're not and I don't people understand that we don't make money from streams mm -hmm. and I think that's like something yeah. people know because we make most of our money from either merch or from shows like a million streams on Spotify is wow. 400 bucks and that 400 bucks you have to split with whoever you wrote the song with oh. so I like created this group chat it's like a support group um where you know we just like all, try and tap in also with like each other's like fan bases too because we're all like kind of similar like well there's like two country artists but like they they like r&b too so it's all good but yeah definitely my friend maddie my friend Stella cole and my friend antigone music's popping and like they just deserve all the recognition yeah. well i'll definitely tell everyone to go check them out do you think yes. uh, do you think streams is a negative thing um, you know, you don't get the first week album sales that you used to. You used to get a, a million album sales the first week. Um, so you think that's a negative thing? It has opened up a lot of doors, but what do you think? It, it has. It definitely has. I think, I think just like anything, it has its pros and cons. Like, there's nothing that's perfect. And if there is, like, I'd love to see it because I haven't seen anything that's perfect yet. But it's, for me, like, I just wish streams just like I wish one stream was one cent yeah for me that would make more sense as opposed to like one stream being like 0. 0.00001 cent yeah. Yeah. um and then I'd be fine with it mm -hmm. yeah, yeah I, I hear you I remember like LimeWire and stuff that was the first streaming yeah that blew up the whole music industry Napster and all that kind of stuff so it's interesting like to see everything take that turn um, a few years back. So, new EP, shout it out, plug it, the name, the release date, say what you need to say. Yeah, I have my debut self-titled EP coming out November 27 on all platforms. Right. It's seven songs. It's literally only 22 minutes and 15 seconds of your life, so you can listen to it in the shower, I'm pretty sure, through and through. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, if you guys have nothing better to do with your lives, please make sure you guys go get it. The pre-save link is in my bio on Instagram, so, yeah. 
There you go. Go get the EP. What's the so it's Tiana, uh, Tiana Coker. That's that's the title. That's it. That's like I wanted it to just be self-titled, just because it's my first EP. It's like my first project that's not a single. Yeah. So I just wanted something that like best describes me, and it's like what other way to call it than my name. No, yeah. Yeah. So I was just like, let's just let's just make it my name. Yeah. Well, Tiana Coker, the EP by Tiana Coker, November 27th. Go get that, everybody. Tiana, I want to thank you, you know, for being on. I am glad we could finally do it. Um, yes. I'm glad you're staying safe. It's crazy times. Um, and, you know, keep up the good work. We, you know, we look forward to seeing good things from you. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me, Josh. Appreciate cool. it.